up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of Those Damn Sports. Today is November 2nd. It is 6 p.m. on the dot. Bit of a gloomy day today. As always, you have all three of your hosts here. Ben Rubino. Ryan Harlan. Andres Los Santos. All right. We have a lot to go over this week, guys. A lot of beaver... Beaver talk, beaver games, huh. beaver nonsense. Ugh. But uh, is that where is that where calling it the beaver yeah. nonsense? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to put a name to it somehow. Oh well, yeah. Okay. That, that, but let's start true. off with something pretty fun, something pretty light. This past weekend was Halloween. Woo. Question for you guys: <laughs> What was your favorite Halloween costume you saw? That I saw or that I did. Either. Okay, because I mean, I kind of, I kind of copped out a little bit. Uh, I wore my OSU baseball. Uh, baseball jersey and I was like oh, I'm the pitcher because I had like one sleeve rolled up one sleeve rolled down I was like I'm the pitcher so that was pretty good um I did see someone though uh they're dressed like in normal street clothes but uh they had like this like magnet that they like made a bunch of rubber duckies taped to it and mm-hmm. they were a chick magnet oh <laughs> <laughs> clever <laughs> clever that's they were clever. a chick magnet I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty smart I like that I like that that's clever. I felt like a dad joke right there. Elky <laughs> <laughs> was a dad joke. <laughs> Ryan, what about you? What was yours? Uh, I borrowed your uh, genie costume. You did, yeah. Uh, and you looked better was... than I did. Really? Yeah. I will yeah, say, yeah. yeah. Quite comfortable, too, with how cold it was outside on oh, I Saturday. I assume. It's a onesie. Yeah. My hands were cold, but other than that, you know, pretty warm. Pretty mm-hmm. warm. Good to hear. Good to hear. I saw a pretty interesting costume. She was one of my friends, but she was dressed as Dobby. Dobby the L from Harry Dobby. Potter. Super funny. She had a bald cap on, like kind of a pillowcase. Pillowcase says her dress, and she's just holding a sock. Dobby is a free elf. <laughs> Dobby's a free elf. What did you dress up as, Ben? Did you dress up this week? This year? Um, yeah, I had two costumes. I Ooh. was a oh. fireman and a fisherman. Super easy stuff. I just found so, like, so you were you were a man. I was a man. man. I was a man. You were a man. I wasn't gonna spend any money on Halloween costumes. I, I hate doing oh, that. Can't can't relate. I dropped thirty bucks on a marshmallow mask, <laughs> and I wore it. No, not yeah. It was fifteen. It they was thirty. Ballin'. It was thirty when you, when you bought it the day before Halloween. Mm-hmm. But I bought it back on the first of October. And it was fifteen bucks. Ooh. So, I saved money that like that. Big awesome. brain. Big awesome. brain. Well. I didn't see too many scary costumes out this weekend, but I did see something scary on the television. Oh. And it was Oregon State's defense oh. versus California <laughs> Why let's, must you bring this up? Let's talk about it. It's I'm painful. Talking, well, well, Ryan, I, as sad as it is, it's it's our job to bring it up. As, that as is podcast true. Hosts, that is true. Yeah. We talk about it's everything. Painful. Oregon we talk about everything. Painful and not. Painful and not. Uh. <laughs> you got to bring it up. Because it's what happened. And want to know what happened? Oregon State lost down in Berkeley, 39-25. to 25. Oh, oh, The game, Gosh. I want to say the game was thrown off thrown off the pendulum from the very first play. Yeah. Jamar Jefferson ran to the right side of the field, got stripped, tackled, but I don't even know if it that was, was a real a, fumble. That was an interesting uh, thing that I noticed right there. Just It was the first play of the run, and then... Like Baylor got tackled and the linebacker kind of rolled over him and came up with the ball. Yeah, I want to. It was say very acrobatic, but I was like, "What the heck?" Was, I was like, but I watched the replays and I couldn't agree with the referees saying I that the hit made the ball come loose. I yeah, think. I, I couldn't. I know. I, t- I I watched the tape back yeah. and I was like, hmm, I don't know. He got tackled awkwardly. He was in the air for an awkward amount of time, but when he hit the ground, back hit first, and that's what I thought bounced the ball up. But yeah. Pac-12 refs love to hate on the Beavers. Speaking yeah. of tape, uh, Ben, actually, I think you might have more experience. Of this game out of Ryan and myself because Ryan and I we didn't watch the game actually we yeah. were we were Come busy on, guys. we don't, hey, we, have a good, we were working we we're working with Garrett uh, yeah we're helping our our TV producer Garrett with the show Amateur Hour and go check that out go check that out yes go check that it was out very very fun um, um, but yeah I will say just when I got home my roommates were like oh I'm so glad you missed the game yeah and I was like what and they're like oh it was worth missing and 
I can see why now. Oh well, yeah, I was back home watching this one with the parents, but I had a big amount of my big group of friends. They actually drove down to Berkeley, saw it oh. live. I mean, hearing it from them, they said there were more Oregon State fans in the stadium than Berkeley. Really? But that's definitely not true. They had a great time though. Me at home watching the game, equally, eh, kind of relaxing. But watching the watching the game, Oregon State, similar to the Utah game, went down early and just didn't really seem like they were going to start fighting back till that's, the second half. Yeah. But there was a one point of the game I really thought momentum was shifting our way. We score, get the two point conversion, and we're down six. I want to say it was in the so Oregon State's on okay Oregon State on six, yeah okay that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, third or fourth I, quarter. I wasn't too worried because I saw that Oregon State was down and I was like oh like they've been dead they were down against Utah. Oh no, and, and I saw it yeah. confident. I was like we're just doing what we did last week. Exactly yeah. And we, we had similar fine. plays like big big hit plays for a lot of yards that really made me think all right they have something in them. Mm -hmm. But really it was just the defense that couldn't contain Chase Garbers and the Cal Berkeley defense. I mean offense. Which is crazy because Garbers is the same quarterback that Oregon State played last year. So yeah. you do think that they would like I guess not I guess not really like study well of course study film, but pick up where they left off and mm -hmm. they Oregon State didn't just do that really. Mm -hmm. Let's bring in some of the stats. Oh, uh, you wanna let you wanna let our encyclopedia be <laughs> talking about that, yeah. Ben? Encyclopedia Ryan, what happened in the game? Oh gosh, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Uh well, arguably this was the worst performance of the season oh, thus uh, far. Yeah, yeah. Uh we were six of twelve on third downs converted in this game for the offense. Wait, worst really? this season. Yeah. Pretty oh, much fifty percent. Yeah, we in the Utah game we were like sixty six or something like that. It was it was it was bad. Basically, we were just really underprepared going into this game. Although you know, I guess bright spots in this were Everett Hayes did break the record for most amount of touchbacks. Nice, nice. nice. And then Trevon Bradford had a career day with six receptions for 124 yards and two touchdowns. So even in you know all the disappointment, there were some bright spots. Nice. Well, yeah, bright spots being Bradford and Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, going off. Uh, Baylor's four-game hundred-yard streak uh, came to an end with only forty-two rushing yards this game, and also that fumble as first well. First play of the game. First really? play of the game. First play of the game. You wonder if that you know was in his head during the game or not, but it's gotta be. It gotta be. I mean, the next yeah. possession out, they threw Deshaun Fenwick in before Baylor. I don't know. If, I mean, that definitely didn't get to his head. But the two of them, they're normally dominant. The two, uh, the both of them make the Pac-12. Oregon State, the best running offense in the Pac-12. Yeah, both no, of them no. being held below 50 yards in yeah. this game. Which is really huge. surprising. Yeah. That is, especially because, like, yeah, like, Baylor and Fenwick, they, they looked phenomenal against uh, Utah, Washington, pretty much every opponent, and then Cal comes in and stuffs the, stuffs the run, and they can't go anywhere. Yeah, Chance Nolan also threw for 243 yards, was just under 60% completion percentage, so it was, like, 57.6 with two touchdowns and two interceptions. I thought he was playing a decent game. This so it was game. like, yeah, oh, no. better against Washington. I'm not going to yeah. Washington game now. Yeah. Like 48 yards passing. Yeah, definitely better. I mean, the passing game is there, but. His confidence is there. It's yeah. There. So two interceptions. One of them uh, went through the hands of Zariah Beeson. Just he tried to catch it, tipped it up again. Tipped up in the air. Like yeah. we've seen in games before. Tipped in defense. Yeah, and then we also so had some offensive line. I hate tip drills. Yeah, yeah. they're annoying. Because you didn't, you didn't get the interception. Like they're they're cool when it's like when it's when for it's your us. team, but when it's against you, yeah. it's like it's it's like a double play in, in baseball. Yeah, you yeah. know, like they're cool, but when it's against your team, it's like ugh. Damn. Yeah, and then we also had some offensive line inconsistencies and injuries too that I think you know impacted uh, our run game as well. Mm -hmm. Brandon Kipper shared snaps with Tyrese Fulaga. At right tackle, apparently Kipper is dealing with an ankle injury. Oh, Last no. I heard from uh, Jonathan that. Smith, 
Um, and then Jake Levengood was replaced in the starting lineup by Marco Brewer. So a lot of just like, not oh, not unfamiliar players, but mm-hmm. it's a different lineup. I it's guess. a different lineup. It's different. It's the depth is being tested. And is for basically. an offensive line who's normally so consistent, with yeah, their health especially in the run game too. Yeah, the whole reason the run game is a big success is because of offensive, offensive line. line. Yeah, and that's what down. that's what the offensive line likes to do. They like to go up and move another man. They don't want to be sitting in you know pass protection mm-hmm. the entire time. So that and then you know you're playing with a different unit too, and yeah. that's that's the other thing too. Uh, I know you know taking the nfl here for instance like the eagles have played with mul- they played last year with multiple different offensive line combinations and mm-hmm. you saw the inconsistencies that they had over the season too mm-hmm. even though there's some you know success in games here and there they still had trouble uh blocking in both the run game and pass game no doubt let's take a look at the turnovers for that game um for the season now or at least for the com- all five of our conference games so far Oregon State has ten total turnovers, so uh, two apiece, roughly. So, huh? Two two turnovers apiece. Yeah, roughly. two turnovers apiece, roughly. Yeah. And just in this last game against Cal, three in the game, two yeah. which is more than any any coach, any team that Coach Smith has coached so far, which is quite concerning. That yeah, yeah. that is yeah. especially with our most successful season by <clears throat> by far. Yes. <clears throat> And then we also had poor tackling too in this game, and, and an inability to get you know the Cal offense off the field as oh, well. Ryan said that over. Ben's dying. <laughs> you good? Oh, I just coughed and it was like a choke. <laughs> oh my god! No, I saw Ben getting red. I'm gonna clip this and leave it. I'm gonna clip this somewhere and keep it. <laughs> wait, wait, we're talking about poor tackling. Yes, yeah, poor tackling in this game. Tackling. There's poor tackling in this game, uh, and we also had an inability to get the Cal offense off the field, which seems like a reoccurring uh, issue in every game that we played so far mm-hmm. uh, in conference. Right, and. Penalties and execution really killed a lot of momentum on our drives. Penalties really irked me this past weekend. That's Mostly what, I, that's because what I've heard. Cal only had one penalty for 15 which came yards after an interception where they were just celebrating. Yeah, and that was it. That yeah, was one it. penalty so for 15 yards. Cal played a perfect no game. No PI. Cal basically played no a holding, perfect game. No holding. We had well, five penalties so for 47 yards. I'd say no holding. Oh yeah. Then again, it's like uh, I hear all this talk where it's like, oh, like the refs did it. I mean. I want to keep myself as neutral as possible in this situation, but yeah. I can see, I can definitely see where the argument comes in as to where these refs are, um, kind of just, you know, well, I had a train of thought. Where it could seem as the refs are going against Oregon State because they're constantly seen as a little brother here. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. yeah. But yeah. in this case, while there were some questionable decisions, we played poorly. That's just the bottom line. Our um, defense, oh, our defense played. Mm. Yeah, to the defense up, was oh, good. To sum it up perfectly, just after this game, I feel the Beavers need to take a look in the mirror and think to themselves what the identity of this team is, what they want to accomplish. Because from the fans' perspective and from everyone at Oregon State, everyone thought this was the game going super Everybody hard. Thought. One more win, bowl eligible, keep going. And all the loss did was just make a bigger bowl game less likely. Yeah. Pac 12 championship less, less likely. likely. Now it's literally, Oregon State needs to win out and 
hope Oregon loses one game. But if we do yeah. beat Oregon in the rivalry series and we have the same conference record, I'm pretty sure we would I go because that's the tiebreaker. We beat Oregon. Yeah. yeah. I, I, honestly, I keep saying it's going to come down to that game in Eugene. Yeah. As to who's yeah. in the Pac-12. Yeah. No, but, I mean, going back to the game, so defense was, I guess, horrendous. It was especially on third and long. So, um, according to Ryan's lovely encyclopedia knowledge here, Opponents are converting third downs against the defense about 51.6% of the time. So among all those 130, 130 FBS schools, Akron, Massachusetts, and Kansas are worse on third down than OSU, who are ranked 127th out of 130th in third down defense, by the way. I, I <laughs> want to point this out. I never want our team to be uttered in the same <laughs> sentence as KU football. There's a reason why in my household we do not talk about KU football. Now, if we're compared to KU basketball, by all means, that's a great, great <laughs> that's comparison. That's a really good example, yeah. yeah. But football, that is, that is, that's a no-go right there. That is not, uh, that is not it. Yeah, and then Tim Thomas, the defensive coordinator, uh, his unit hasn't really shown much major improvement since he was named the defensive coordinator. Um, so since he was named the defensive coordinator, uh, third down percentages are, according to Ryan, uh, 2018, 50%. So, the half. 2019, 44.4%. Mm. Um, that was kind of a high point. Yeah, yeah. 2020, 46.7%. And then 2021, it's currently at 51.6%. Why is this such an issue for the Beavers? That is. It, it's That's a, huge a very issue. good it's, question. It's going to be addressed, quite frankly, sooner rather than later. And yeah. you, you wouldn't think it's an issue just because, like... The offense is drastically offense improved. Is, exactly, yeah. yeah. Offense is doing good. Defense, yeah, albeit like a couple of missed tackles, a couple of missed cues, but nonetheless, Timberstars unit they've been six up for eight on allowing teams to score over the season average in points. Idaho and USC did not. Those, that those is, two teams that did is, not. That is alarming. That is yeah. alarming if you are a defensive coordinator and that 44.4% on conversion of third downs, it's like, yes, well, that's a high point. Like now, kind of looking back at it, it seems like it's a flash in the pan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Honestly. Like, I'm reading here, according to your encyclopedia, Ryan. There were no sacks in the game and only one quarterback pressure on Garbers. Yeah. yeah the fact like, that no sacks, considering like no sacks against Utah, there was like oh, I can't, I can't think of the like number three, of sacks. Four three, or maybe three or like four. That? But still, it's like the fact that there were no sacks and literally only one quarterback pressure. Mm -hmm. Well, first things first. Credit to the offensive line. It says a lot. Credit, yeah, to, the, credit right. to the Cal uh, offensive line. Uh, I will line. definitely give them credit for that. But yeah. as an Oregon State, like. Football follower, I would say you expect a sack in the game. You, you expect, expect you expect some, some fight. Play. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that there wasn't any, and the fact that you know, like Garbers, he completed sixty five percent of his passes, seventeen for twenty six, and threw for two hundred sixty yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, also had a rushing touchdown too. Yeah, he, he knew when to too. get out of the pocket, which was hard on the Oregon State. Defense. He did. Then again, I keep I keep saying this, Oregon State. In general, they're not really comfortable going against the mobile quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. We saw it against Washington State. Yeah, we saw it against Utah mm -hmm. in, the, in the first half. Um, yeah, just mobile quarterbacks are a, a huge threat for this Oregon State defense, just because they're not really used to it. Just because I guess no one's a pretty mobile quarterback. Yeah, uh, I would. I would I'd, yeah. I'd say Jebbia when he was playing, he's a pretty mobile quarterback. Yeah. when he wanted to be, but for some reason, it's just this defense. It's just it just can't really it can't handle Oregon State or not Oregon State. It can't handle mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, they make mobile quarterbacks look like Heisman candidates out there. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, th at this point, we saw it with the Laura. Now we see it with Garbers. 
this is this is this is this is an issue and i i don't know how you know i'm not i'm not tim tebisar i don't know how you you know game plan for a mobile quarterback but there's something that's got to change whether that be the defensive philosophy or the talent on defense Mm -hmm. i'm not saying we're not talented on the back end or anything like that no by all means no something's got to change where you can't let you know somebody throw for 400 yards on you and run for you know four basically get four touchdowns in a game like you can't you can't do that exactly you can't but the team is going defensively is going through changes we saw uh last week Alton Julian, season-ending injury. Yeah, that was tough. No we, longer the starting Alton safety Julian. for the team. Jaden Grant couldn't play the first half of this game against mm-hmm. Cal. But people are getting open deep against the Beavers. There were so many wide open. open coverage. Like, I, I did watch the highlights a little bit, and there were so many times where it was like wide open coverage, wide open, like literally deep players are wide open. Could this be just defensive players aren't used to playing with each other? I, I don't think it's that. I think I, I do want to give credit to Cal because I mainly because I, I was interviewed. So I didn't tell you guys this. I was interviewed by a Cal football beat reporter and I said Oregon State was going to win by 10 and looking back at him now, I'm so sorry if you read that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I got, honestly, I do got to give credit to Cal. They studied Oregon State, yeah. the game book really well and they, they kind of just, they fooled them at their own, they kind of use it's them. It's fair to say they use their Oregon State's own game against them. Yeah, Literally, yeah, they really did. Yeah. The rushing, the yeah. passing. Let's the, see. It was just Cal outgained the team in first downs, time of possession, total plays, rushing yards, passing yards, yards per play, which was seven point one yards on average. Uh, total yards, first downs, and third downs. Cal was thirteen of nineteen on converting third downs because ten of those thirteen were like of those third down opportunities were four yards or less from the line to gain it's like a 68 conversion rate i swear those last three those, that weren't just four yards to get the first down they were like third and nines third and eights 68 percent that percent. have you ever heard of such a number like that for a team converting third downs credit to cal i'm sure the to state's gonna work on that this week oh. saw them practicing outside uh today did you walk by the practice facility I didn't walk by. I drove by. Oh, like, excuse you. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're split up. They're split up doing some things. Positional drills. But, yeah, you have to assume they're probably flying to Colorado well, maybe on the Thursday. It's Thursday, week. yeah. But yeah. then again, I guess, so speaking on that, before moving to Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, I mean, that loss, gosh, I know we did say that they were going to, like, at least win three more games. And mm-hmm. I know all of us in this booth, we for sure were certain that they were going to mm-hmm. win this game. And the fact that they didn't. That would be one. Yeah, we did say Cal would be one, one of the wins. Uh, yeah, it says a lot um, just just about, like, I think college football in general. Pac-12 football, college football, anything can happen in the realm of sports. Yeah. So the fact that, I think the fact that now that they still need one more win to get a bowl and the fact that we thought that that bowl was going to come sooner rather than later, uh, more concerning, mm-hmm. on my end at least. I think, yeah. I think more people are scared. I, I will say because, yeah. like, you know, I, people were ready to celebrate. Oh, it was like Hollow Weekend. It was like the perfect planning, mm-hmm. you know. Bowl eligible, gave a game one, Hollow Weekend, and now it's just like this, like this silence that's come across campus because, like, what could have, you know, like what could have been. But um, the adversity can help the team. Yeah, and I think honestly, looking back at it now, I am kind of glad that uh, that this not glad, of course. I hate seeing my favorite team lose, but in essence, I think that when any team loses, uh. I learned this being a former wrestler myself. I know when I lost, I looked at them as lessons learned. 
So at least I think this football team, they're going to take this like loss and kind of focus on what they can improve on, whether it be the run game, the pass game, defense, what, what they can improve on. And I think, I think losses are good in a sense of learning. Yeah. Teach, builds character yeah. and makes you a better athlete. So I'm excited to see. Uh, and I will say, um, you know, yeah, while Damian Moore was averaging 10 yards for rushing attempt and all that stuff, um, you know, with with um, pretty much them running all over us, you know. Um, I was glad to read, though, that uh, the entire team, coaching staff, players, were like, hey, you know, don't hold your head down. Feel sorry for yourself. Take responsibility of this and learn and improve next week. And which yeah. showed me a lot of confidence in this team that they have a strong locker room and that they can turn the, you know, sort of figurative ship around and not go, you know, and slide uh, with another loss or anything like that. So I I think this t- this will do them some good. I really do. Uh, you know, like you said, I'm disappointed that we did lose, but hey, you know, might be for the best actually. You never you never know. You have to flush it and move on. That's what I've learned from all my sports. Same yeah, I'm here. Sports. And I Same think here. a lot of these um I'm gonna speak on Alex Austin's behalf because he posted on Instagram, posted a picture. He posted two things on Instagram. So he posted uh of a blank screen and it just says, If you are hundred percent genuine, oh, let me set it over. If you are hundred percent genuine in everything you do and stand on your word regardless, how can you lose? Really though. And then a picture of him that says, chin up and keep stepping through any circumstances. Can't nobody break who you are. So I think it shows that this team is really, um, I guess they moved on from a loss. They don't let you run it too much. There, and, you, uh, there you go. Yeah, I, there I mean, I have, I have full faith that they'll bounce back from this. I'm not too worried about this team. At least I know I'm not. A lot of people I know are. But for me, I'm not too worried about it. I don't think... I don't think the team's too worried about it either. No, they know how to stay no. together. No, I'm looking at this right now. One of the leaders of the defensive side of the field, Jaden Grant, uh, he was nominated for the Burlesworth Trophy. Nice. Which recognizes the most outstanding player who began his career as a walk-on. So if there's any leader on the team who's faced more adversity than Jaden Grant, I'd be surprised because he's one of the most toughest on the team. Realist. Yeah. yeah. Always keep it real. I consider him the heart of the team. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. definitely, he is the heart and soul he, of this Oregon State defense. As soon as, as soon after that loss, he was the first one, he was one of the first players to speak up. Mm-hmm. Takes that accountability. Says a, that says a lot, that says too. says a lot. It says a lot. Because n- not, not everybody wants to speak after a loss. Mm-mm. No. But the fact no. that he did, I, it says a lot. I, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Especially my, and knowing that, you know, I, I kind of had to do that a little bit. My closest loss, at least in swimming, mm-hmm. uh, we lost by one point. I didn't want to, but I kind of had to, you know, and not really necessarily take ownership, but, you know, just be like, hey, yes, it sucks. We were almost there. We were, yes, we were favored to win, but got to move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Can't linger on it too long. Yeah, speaking of the next gotta one. Move on. So what's up next? Yeah, speaking of the next one, uh, that was that, wow, this podcast is really sad for the first half. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Next week, so Oregon State will travel to Boulder, as, Boulder. Ben, as ben calls it. Just Boulder. They're, they're going to play against Boulder. Boulder. Well, when you said they're traveling to Boulder, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so traveling, correct. Yeah. They're traveling to Boulder. To I was thinking it. about going. Except it tickets are way too Oregon State will be to face off against the Colorado Buffs, they call the Buffs, right? Yes, Colorado yes, Buffs. Yes, Colorado yes. Buffs. 
Uh, and currently, they are the double-digit favorites to win as the 11-point favorites right now. But I thought we were 21-point favorites, like, last week. Well, however, I guess one thing to note is that favorites don't mean nothing because we were, uh, yeah. I guess it was a favorite <laughs> against Cal. And the Cavs don't do well when we're favorites. We exactly. only win we're underdogs. That's why, I was, that's why I'm, like, I was worried because, think about it, underdog against Utah, or not against U uh, Washington. And then, how did that turn out for against Cal? Ended up not winning. Mm -hmm. So, I'm worried about that. Um, uh, Colorado, they currently have, uh, they lost to Cal, actually. They lost, like, 38-3 to in that meeting. So, they currently have a losing record. I think they are 2-5. and five. Uh, Someone look that up for me. That'd be Hallelujah. greatly appreciated. Nonetheless, um, yeah, 11-point fa favorites, Oregon State is. Um, but still, I, I would take that with the grain of salt because yeah. in the realm of sports, as we've seen time Anything and time and time again, Anything can happen. Ben, what is the record? Colorado is two and six overall, one and four in the conference. Okay, so losing record still. So we are our Oregon State is the favorite to win. I'm so worried. Yeah, I'm so worried. I'm, I'm so worried too. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm not gonna say worried. I'm nervous because if you're nervous about something, it only means you care. Yeah, the yeah. good butterflies in your yeah. stomach. Mm -hmm. But on defense, did you talk about their linebacker? Run. Nate Landman, uh, their best defensive player, is out. He's listed as doubtful for oh. the game against Oregon State, uh, and he's probably one of their best run defenders too. So we might be relying on the run game a lot this game. Hopefully, bring it back and hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. So I guess the question. So I guess we're gonna, we're gonna ask this again. What does the win mean this week if? Oregon State does get the upset against, oh, not the upset. Wow, <laughs> if Oregon State does defeat Colorado, it would mean one Beavers are bowl eligible. Yes, with a record of six and three, and three more games to go into this season. Mm -hmm. Still a possibility of finishing with nine wins. Although that means win out, win out against both Colorado, Stanford, Arizona State, and, and Oregon. Oregon. Which, by the way, where's Oregon ranked now? Number four. Oof. Which, I'm sorry. I think, honestly, I've seen a lot of comments on Instagram and Twitter. Same here. Oregon should not be ranked number four. No, they, they have, should they not. They have one loss. Like They have, they, like they they have one loss. And all of their games are just close. With, yeah. They no, honestly, close they're not spectacular. Lost to Stanford. They oh. had a close game with... I'm not going to remember the UCLA. name. UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, and then there was a school. They, beat, they beat UCLA by a pick. Yeah, they, there was a game-winning pick. It's but a game the Beavers can win, no doubt. Nonetheless, yeah, yeah but let's 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 yeah, huh. not yeah. not the Duck Podcast. Mm -mm. Uh, so, yeah, nonetheless, if Oregon State does get the win next week, expect fireworks. Expect fireworks. And I, I said this before um, when I got interviewed. I did say that no matter where the bowl is that they're going, it could be like Virginia, where Ryan's from. It could be California, where I'm from, or Oregon. I doubt it's been Oregon, but um, no matter where it is, expect to see of orange. Yeah, because yeah. there are so many dire beavers. Like Marvin yeah. Beaverman, expect him there. Because <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, there were so I, many I, beaver fans. I already, have, I already haven't penciled who, in. <laughs> all the beaver fans who graduated from honestly here, twenty like, thirty like years ago. I know, like just been waiting for this moment. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like well, actually twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen, yeah, twenty thirteen. Like I know that I'm trying to get us. This, I'm trying to send us a team over there to work. But if I, if that does not get approved, we're we're all going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all. I, honestly, I don't know about Hawaii. Maybe. What do you mean about Hawaii? It's Hawaii. It's an expensive ticket. So? It's All Hawaii. Right. Anything <laughs> for the Beavers. Woo! Nonetheless. Anything, yes, anything right. for the Beavers. Nonetheless. Um, so, uh, turn to the lighter side of things. Uh, yes, more, more that's happy right. News. More so, happy news. Oregon State's a soccer school. We, we are, are a, soccer a soccer school. school. We are a soccer school. Who Woo! thought? 
I know, literally just insane. I actually, <laughs> I actually went to that Cal game and it was pretty. How impressive. was it? It was pretty good. I will say though, it was crazy because there was a line to get in. Really? Yes. So I got there. So um, I went with a friend, and I was like, oh, I'll get soccer. I'll get there like at two fifty five. No big deal. So I live kind of like eight minutes from campus. So. You know, headphones on, like jamming out music. Oh, I'm taking my time. Like it's two forty-five. I'll buy the MU. Oh, no worries. I'll get there in time. You know, just jamming out. And then I get there, and the line to get into the soccer soccer field was to the hotel. Oh. It was long. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" It was the hotel just, across the street. Yes. Oh my. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "Wait, wait, what's going on?" So, nonetheless, but think about it. Like, okay, of course, in the moment, I was like, "Really, there's a line," mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it's good. It's pretty cool. Soccer against some recognition when you think about it. I want to go to a soccer game. What, yeah, you know Ben. Well, not to an Oregon State one. Ben, ben. Portland Timbers. That doesn't count. You're my, you're Speaking my, of Portland Timbers, did you see? Did you see that crazy bicycle oh, kick? Yes. Yeah. I was like, my it was goodness! All, it was all over Twitter. <laughs> I as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh! Like, I've never seen right something like that in a, in a soccer game ever. That was awesome. Like, maybe MLS soccer is pretty interesting. <laughs> well, one of the memorable, thing, memorable things about these two soccer games is that both of them were shutouts. Shutout victories. Shutout victories. Mm-hmm. Two in a row. I know um, I know. Uh, they defeated Cal 2-0. to What was the score against the Stanford? 1-0. 1-0, okay. Mm-hmm. So, still a shutout. That's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty cool. And uh, Adrian Fernandez, uh, he's the goalie for Oregon State. He was actually named the Pac-12 Player of the Week for his performances against Cal and Stanford. Shout and out. Didn't allow a goal in. Didn't allow a goal in. Yeah, shout I out. Say, as a former goalie myself, I am proud because I played goalie, and that is hard. That position is very, very hard. So yes. hats off to him. Yes. Hats off to Adrian. Out. Hats off to Adrian. We're yeah. the number two country, number two team yeah, we're the in number the country two. now. <laughs> yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? The number one uh, Georgetown lost this weekend. Who did they lose to? Let me let me pull that up. So yeah, like like Ben said, we are the number two team in the country. Or Oregon State is the number two team in the country. Marshall um, University is above. Oregon Marshall State is number one. I know. I actually know some people that go there. So really? uh, like yeah, it's a little it's a little you a little know, beef. Yeah, a little there. <laughs> a little, well, a little, you little can beef. tell them that we're still the number one. Oregon State is still the number one in NCAA soccer rankings power index. I did see. Yeah. And number one, baby. So who did who did Georgetown lose to? Who who did Georgetown lose to this week? They lost to Marquette. Marquette. That's uh, uh, Dexter's former school, actually. Dexter, uh, oh, what's the guy's? The basketball player where you guys are like, he's oh. in the laboratory? <laughs> <laughs> and Dwayne Wade. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, okay. yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Damn Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Uh, yeah, nonetheless, uh, still pretty cool. I remember I actually, we have whiteboards in my apartment. And I wrote on my whiteboard that we are a soccer school. Or Oregon State is a soccer school. Um. But yeah, so that is the six and seven straight shutout of the season in Corvallis. So one one and zero against Stanford, or one zero against Stanford, two zero against Cal. Oregon State, the Beavers, they held Stanford to just six shots total for the game. Ooh. They held Cal to nine shots total for the game. So the fact that both teams had under ten shots, credit the defense, credit obviously, the defense. and the fact that the goalie blocked all. What is it? What's you're an accounting major, Ben? What six plus nine? Finance major, 15. There we go. <laughs> One of them. But still, 50, you blocked 15 shots in a short amount of time. Something to do with math. Something to do with math, yeah. But still, <laughs> nonetheless, very notable. And this this Beaver team is just, 
you see them on the field and they're 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 a real family. I I like watching the guys play. It's a family aspect. They're from all different walks of life, different countries, but they're one big happy family. Get along very well. And uh, I think the fact that they beat Washington earlier, the number one team in the country, it says a lot to their character, to this program. And it's a good thing that Beaver fans are really starting to notice how good this team is because they're just getting started. I know. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Look at someone like me. I just admitted I've never been to an Oregon State men's <laughs> soccer game, but I'm ecstatic oh, yeah, over no, the success either. that the team's having. You both have never been to a Ben soccer game? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. Disappointing, right? <laughs> no, ben, you're my assistant. I expect you to go. Ryan, that's understandable. But Ben, <laughs> as my assistant editor, I expect you to go to all the sporting events. Not all of that them. That seems a little unfair. We'll talk about <laughs> it later. It's a little later. excessive. But nonetheless, uh, they have, Oregon State has three games left on the season now. Next, November, uh, Thursday, November 4th at San Diego State. Mm -hmm. uh, shortly after that on Sunday, they're traveling to Los Angeles to play UCLA. Nice. And then to finish the season, there's the former number one team in the country, Washington. November 11th, Thursday, at home here in Corvallis, 6 p.m., everyone show out. Now get, get your popcorn get ready, your popcorn folks. Ready. I know. It's going to be exciting. That should be, our, that should be the first argument let's go to. Ben I'd love I think we should all go like as a collective. Like November three of us go. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Let's yeah, roll up yeah. in style. Let's roll up in style. We'll go like all like nice professional. You know, this is strictly business. Like tuxes, like dress Ooh, shoes. Tuxes? Tuxes? Yes. Tuxes? Tuxes? All right. <laughs> <None of them. laughs> We're getting off track here. Nonetheless, uh, yeah. Beaver fans are in for a treat because after the um after the regular season, it's postseason and the NCAA basketball championship. Um, not well, basketball, soccer, soccer. Excuse me. I was like, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? Yeah, it's a <laughs> soccer championship. Uh, I'm not sure where it's being held this year. Yeah, but I do know last year uh, Oregon State actually qualified to make the championship, and they were playing against Virginia Tech. And, oh, and, that school! And they were leading, and they were oh. leading against. Um, no, they weren't even leading. I think it was tied, and uh, it was like a last minute goal. Virginia Tech won. Uh, in the first round. Yeah, it hurt. <laughs> uh, that one was tough, but nonetheless, just uh, I think this team has a lot more to prove. I think they're better la than this year than last year. Are you predicting they go further than last year? I can easily see them in the finals. I'd love to see it. I can yeah. easily see. I would like to see a nice rematch against Virginia Tech because that school uh, uh, rejected me from when I applied <laughs> there. So a little bit of you know, would the playoffs sweet be revenge? I'm sorry about that, Ryan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I chose the right school anyway. My condolences, Ryan. <laughs> would, the play Andres, would the playoffs just be Pac-12 schools? or is no, this, it's, it's everyone from the country. It's national. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's national. It's, it's like a March Madness, but with... Um, okay. It's pretty cool. When does that normally finish Normally, uh, I know last year... Well, last year was different because it was like a whole COVID year. Mm -hmm. But I can't, honestly, I don't know when exactly uh, like the whole championship is. I know, I know it exists. Okay. But I don't know. I can't give you an exact date. We'll probably find more about that next week. Yeah. But um, I know Ryan's over on his laptop. Like, yeah, I'm trying to find it. it. <laughs> Nothing yet? No, not yet. That's give interesting. Me, okay. Give me, give me one second. Yeah, we'll just um, go out, take your time. We'll keep talking about it. But yeah, I can definitely see this team making the finals. Oh, Hands yeah, no, for, for, for sure. For sure. Especially because it's just, they have so much more to prove. Mm -hmm. What sports are coming up this next week? Other than football, soccer. Football's coming up. Uh, Volleyball's coming to an end soon. Volleyball's coming to an end soon. Uh, women's golf is in Hawaii. Yeah, women's golf is going in Hawaii right now. It's Let's pretty see. cool. Yeah, day two of that. 
Okay, I have it. I oh, have cool. it here. Um, it? So, 2022. Uh, Which one? 21. It is currently 2021. Oh, 2021. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what, what, whatever, whatever this year is. <laughs> uh, Cary, North Carolina. So it's going to be at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Ooh. Uh, so that is where it'll be. UNC. Same place, 2022. And then we can go to North Carolina, right? You guys go to North Carolina. <laughs> I'll um, stay here. You don't want to drive? And then it changed. Then it, maybe tra- oh, I am thinking of trying going home. So Then uh, it changes yeah. uh, in 2023 and 2024 with it being in the University of Louisville. Louisville? Louisville. 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 Uh, and then <laughs> California State University and Sacramento Sports Commission nice, will be nice. the host at um, Sacramento Republic FC Stadium in 2024. Nice. So... Lots of talking for you guys, <laughs> but I think we we could transition nice briefly into this uh, next sport we're talking about, which hasn't got much coverage yet. Uh, wrestling, wrestling was back this week. Um, you went to this, right? I did. Yeah, yes. I was there. I was very very happy because wrestling is my favorite sport as a former wrestler myself. But nonetheless, if it was really good to see the team back in action. Uh, pretty much, they called it a scrimmage. It was just like a matchup. They them face off against each other. Very very interesting, nonetheless. Uh, Let's break it down. Yeah, let's break it down. So uh, I can break it down to wrestling terms because me being the former wrestler. Do yes. It. So uh, Brandon Kaler for Team Orange, uh, he had a decision, decision victory over Jan... Uh, whoa, let me restart that. Rewind. Brandon Kaler from Team Orange, he had a decision victory over Cam Enriquez over Team Black. He won 10-4. Pretty much, I guess I'll break it down for you. So uh, in wrestling, there's four different ways. There's four different criteria to a victory. Okay. So if you win by between one point and seven points, that's called a decision victory. Okay, and that is what how Brandon Kaler. That's how Brandon Kaler won. Okay. So if you if you win between eight and fourteen points, that's called a major decision victory. Ah. Okay. Okay. And then if you beat someone by fifteen points, that's called a tech fall. And if you if you pin someone, which is you get both their shoulder blades flat on the mat, that's called a pin. So that that's like wrestling in a nutshell. There's more much much more, much more to it, um, but I'll I'll go over those results right here. Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, Brandon Killer or BK as people call him, decision victory over Cam Enriquez, 10-4. I expected this because um he took third last year's Pac-12 championship, uh, nas- two-time national qualifier, no one-time national qualifier, qualified last year's national tournament. Expected that. My boy Devin Turner, uh, Team Black, he had a decision victory over Jason Shaner, Team Orange, four to three. This matchup I really was anticipated for because Devin Turner, he's a two-time Pac-12 champ. He's a two-time NCAA qualifier, national championship qualifier. Jason Shaner, he was a junior college national champion. So he went to Clackamas and transferred over here. Um, that, that kid's a stud too. Really, really good. And uh, actually, I talked to Devin after um, the whole like scrimmage, and he was like, yeah, it was weird because, you know, at the end of the day, like, that's my brother, you know? That's my teammate. And I, and I see that. It is very... It's hard to fight your teammate, and then, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, we're cool, you know? And the way you were describing this scrimmage um, last week, at least, you were saying the winner is the one who gets the starting position. Yeah, so pretty much, I guess, the way it works is, so there's, like, let's, let's pretend there's, like, five guys fighting for 125, right? Okay. Uh, there's five guys fighting for a weight class. So the starter, normally, the best guy will kind of, like, be in the finals, mm-hmm. and then two people wrestle each other, two people wrestle each other, the winners of those face each other, and the winner of that will take on the normal guy, like the normal starter. And the winner of that gets the starter position. Because in wrestling, to get ranked, to be ranked, you have to be the starter. Mm. And to be the starter, you have to be the best in your weight. 
Okay, so this is basically the start of how much they actually get to participate. Exactly, season. yeah. So Cam Enriquez, for example, loses this scrimmage versus uh, BK. What's, what's his season look like now? Well, he, he can be in tournaments. He's a good backup, too, in case Brandon Keeler gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Or uh, maybe sometimes I want to throw um, Cam Enriquez into the, into the Domi. But um, the season's not over. That, that, that's like a huge misconception. Yeah. The season's not over. It's okay. just the fact that they may not compete in dual meets, which dual meets obviously in college wrestling are like what you want to do. It's like the, yeah, the pinnacle yeah. of the sport. There's tournaments and such, but obviously the dual meets where you want to be at. Okay. So um, moving forward. So Grant Willett's, uh Team Black, he had a tech fall over Hayden Quincy, Team Orange. So he won 16-1. So that's another 15-point victory. Uh once again, I expected this from Grant Willits, uh, uh, two-time uh, Pac-12 champ, uh, NCAA qualifier last year. Really cool to talk to. He's such a such a cool guy. Um, one forty-nine, Corey Crooks, Team Black, decision over Lane Stegall, Team Orange, in a close matchup, three to two. Which this matchup was interesting too because Corey Crooks actually transferred from Arizona State, so he's a transfer, and he actually beat Stegall last year in last year's Pac-12 championships. He uh, defeated him. I forgot the score, but Pretty much Corey Crooks took third and Lane Siegel took fifth. So these two know each other very well. And the fact that the teammates now is uh, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. They had to fight each other just to get the starting spot. Pretty much, yeah. Starting where they left off. 157, Hunter Willits, Team Orange. Decision, decision victory over Isaiah Crosby, um, Team Black, for 9-3 victory. Hunter Willits, he was a starter last year. Uh, he was a Pac-12 finalist, another national qualifier. Isaiah Crosby, he's a transfer from Independence CC, I want to say. Yeah, Independence CC. Oh, no, actually, no. He's, he went to Iowa Western Community College, where he finished with an 11-0 record, 11-0 record as a sophomore, and he became an NG, NJCAA national champion at 157, and he claimed the title of NJCAA national champion at 165 in 2020 as a freshman. Pretty much NJCAA is national junior college um, champion. Okay. So we call that Juco, like Juco national champ. Nonetheless, solid, solid stud. And the fact that this matchup, I, I personally thought that uh, Crosby was going to win, but Willits kind of just stuck to his guns and he got the 9 3 victory. Are these results on the left hand side of the page right here their weights? Yeah. Oh, okay. On the left hand side, that's, it's, it's their weights. That they're, so when you're saying 157, Hunter Willits, both him and Isaiah Crosby were fighting at 157 pounds? Yeah. Okay. There you go. 165, Matthew Olguin, uh, major decision victory over Ryan Fiorentino, Team Orange, 19-5. Matthew Olguin, he was a starter last year in 165. He kind of he took over for uh, Mateo almost because uh, Mateo almost had he had like some COVID issues, so he couldn't compete in the Pac-12 championship. But Olguin, he actually took third there too, looked pretty phenomenal in the, just the entire um, that tournament too. And finally, 174, my boy Mateo almost, Mateo Aaron almost, Team Orange, the decision victory over Mason Reineke. Um, three to two. Uh, Mattel, he bumped up. He was on 165. He's 174 now. I talked to him about it. He says he says more comfortable at his weight. He said he feels a lot better, not cutting too much weight, just mm-hmm. being himself. Uh, Mattel, if you listen to this, shout out you. You're a cool guy. Same thing <laughs> as you, Devin. Uh, 184. Jackson McKinney, Team Black, decision victory over Kodiak Stephens, uh, three to one in overtime. So this is the first overtime match, the first and only overtime match of the night. How does that happen in wrestling? Overtime. So overtime yeah, how, do pretty, you, how do you how do you deal with that? It's pretty crazy. So in wrestling, it's a th- so the first period is three minutes, second period is two, third is two. If the score is tied, it used to be 
um, one minute overtime, like on your feet, first takedown wins, kind of like golden goal in soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first yeah, takedown yeah. wins. But this year they changed it to two minutes. Okay. So it's 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 pretty much another period, two minutes. Okay. okay. And first takedown wins. And if, like you can, if you can't get that, if you can't get that um, takedown, it goes to one wrestler starts on top, one starts on bottom. Bottom wrestler has to escape. Other wrestler, top wrestlers keep him down. They alternate. And it keeps going back and forth until someone either scores mm-hmm. or gets a takedown. I want to let you finish going through the weights and the outcomes of the scores, but I also want to ask you, do you remember your, if you had a favorite match? Oh, to watch? There? Was oh. the overtime one the most thrilling? Or I will say it was very, very thrilling because I was like, it was like, oh, anything can happen. Like, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Yeah. Who's going to win? You know, it's like overtime is cool because like it's anyone's game at that point. Mm-hmm. Anyone's match. Uh, 197, moving on. 197, JJ Dixon, another one of my boys. Uh, major decision victory over Mike Toronzo, Team Orange, 16-5. JJ Dixon, uh, another good wrestler. He's really good um, at top, kind of returning, controlling the mat. Uh, he was a starter last year, too. Uh, he took second in the Patch-Up Championship. He's such a cool guy. <laughs> he looks very mean and intimidating, but he's such a cool guy. And then finally, um, heavyweight, 285. Gary Traub, Team Black, had a pin over Charles Hester, Team Orange, at the 417 mark. Gary Traub, he's a transfer from Ohio State University. So the Ohio State University? The Ohio State University. University. So we went coast to coast, pretty much. Yeah. Don't uh, forget the V. The Ohio like, State University. Yeah. T-O-S-U. Um, <laughs> yeah, went coast to coast. Looked phenomenal there. They actually call him Gas Tank Gary Traub because this man's conditioning is phenomenal. So be a look out for him. Yeah, I'm excited then, for this wrestling season. Oh, yeah. Now I'm excited, too. Uh, they actually, they opened their 2021-2022 regular season by taking on Campbell at 6.30 p.m. and Lehigh Saturday night on 8 p.m. So I'll be there. I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. Uh, I love wrestling so much. I'm a former sport. And, uh, yeah, once again, these guys are – this team is very, very nice. They're very, very cool. Um, I keep saying this. I swing by the coach's office at least once every week or every other week, talk to him, let him know what the team's doing. Yeah, Nate Engel, very cool guy. Yeah, uh, love Nate Engel. Love this, this team so much. First year as the associate head coach with the team. Yeah, first year associate head coach. Second year with the team overall, but first yeah. year as associate head coach. But he's a great guy. Yeah, nonetheless, he's very, very. He's a really good guy. Uh, Nate Engel, uh, if you're listening to this, shout out you too. You deserve a shout out for all the hard work you do for this team. But yeah, nonetheless, uh, lots to look forward to. You know, we got Cal football. Oh, not well, not Cal. Don't look forward to Cal. <laughs> we have football hoping to become bowl eligible after that rebound and the loss against Cal. Um, soccer's looking pretty good. Men's and women's looking pretty women's good. Women's soccer is hosting Oregon this Oregon, Friday. yeah, in the rivalry series. Rivalry yeah. series. And it's a senior night, actually. Senior Ooh, night, yeah. Sounds like a fun night. Yeah, yeah it should be a fun night. Oh, I know yeah. I know the writer. I think Ben Paul is going to cover that for us, and the photographer just texted me. So now we got that covered. Awesome. Uh, men's basketball has their exhibition match. This uh, week. This week, Thursday. And next week on Tuesday, 7 well, p.m. Well, this week is exhibition. Next week is official home, home official opener. Official home opener. Home yeah. opener against Portland State. This exhibition week, against St. Mary's. St. Martin. Martin's. Close enough. St. Martin's. Which we're all going to, right? Yeah. All of us are going as a group. So I'm so excited. Look forward to that, too. I'm excited to hang out with you guys, like, besides this podcast, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Outside of this studio here. Yeah, I saw this studio here. But nonetheless, very, very, very there's a lot to look forward to in terms of Oregon State sports. And For sure. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really hoping Oregon State does get that win in Boulder. Yeah. Against the Buffs. That would make yeah. me happy. It would, make me, it would make me, it would make, it would make, it would make yeah. the podcast happy because we started, we started the podcast kind of yeah. like, it's like sad. 
Well, like, I knew I was going to be sad. I, I was yeah, sad. it was going to be kind of a downward, downward spiral. Yeah, knowing that my knowing that this school is getting compared to KU football makes me depressed. <laughs> but yeah, nonetheless, just uh, Oregon State's on the up and up. We're yeah. on the up and or across up. all sports. Across all yeah, sports, yeah, we are definitely on the up and up for all all the sports here for sure. Wrestling too. Keep an eye for wrestling. I will say, I think they're winning it this year. Not national championship, but Pac-12 championship. I'm calling that right now. That's the prediction. That's, That's the prediction. The prediction. Yeah. And I'm calling that. I'm gonna call this too. Uh, so in wrestling terms, too, I should explain this too. So in the NCAA tournament, uh, national championship tournament, um, the top eight wrestlers get they're called all Americans. So if you finish top eight in your weight class, you're an all American. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have this one round before. So pretty much, if you make the semifinals, you're an all American because you can finish top six. But they have this one round. That goes on uh, during the semifinals called the blood round. It's called mm-hmm. the blood round because the winner of that match becomes an All-American and the loser goes home. Oh, well, that's yeah. so sad. It is very sad. Uh, I mean, Damn. from the rest of myself, I've been in the blood round of tournaments a lot of times and I've won and lost those matches and it's so heartbreaking. It's so dev- If you lose it, it's like... Like, it's the worst thing ever. And if you win, it's like, let's go. Like, the I wins place. are so high, but I, the yeah, lows yeah. are so low. Like, I remember, like, uh, CIF, uh, I was in the blood round two years in a row, <laughs> and uh, I didn't I didn't win the match. So I, I know that feeling to lose it. it. It definitely sucks. Nonetheless, so Devin Turner, he's made, he made the blood round last year. Okay. He didn't, didn't qualify, but I'm calling him. He's, I'm, I think he's going to be A this year, All-American. I'm calling it right now. That's Devin, your prediction right that's, here. Devin Turner's keep... going to All-American this year. I'm calling it right now. I want to keep going with the predictions. I was wrong last week for Oregon State versus Cal. Okay. This week versus Colorado should be a little different. Should be a little bit different. Sam Norris former Vegas, school. Vegas has us as 11-point favorites. Yeah. I'm going to follow that, and I'm going to say Oregon State wins 35-2. to Shoot. 35-17. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm we bad need, with like actual scores. Oh, go to bed. They need a they need a bounce back win. They need a bounce back. They, they need, need a bounce back win. I'm horrible with actual like predicting scores because I can never get that right. Mm-hmm. But seeing we are the favorites, uh, I feel like if I go Oregon State by ten, I, I feel like that's cursed. So <laughs> I shouldn't say it anymore. Uh, I do predict Oregon State will win, but I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I'm gonna go Oregon State by fourteen. That's Everyone knows the even. Further favorite. Even further. I almost want to pretend we're the underdogs this weekend. Okay, so you're gonna go Oregon State by three. <laughs> you gonna go all the game when the game any field goal like it was in the, against Washington. Hey, a win is a win. A win is a win. Ryan, how about you? Ooh, I'm not great at predicting scores. My score was way off for Cal and then <laughs> Utah too. Ugh. Um, I'm looking at the previous scores that the Buffs have played. I think we can drop. A thirty burger or more. <laughs> thirty <laughs> burger, yeah. Thirty on, burger with uh, fries uh, yeah. and a shake. And on, the, on this team, yeah, because uh, awesome. I mean, yeah, they you know shut out. They shut out Arizona. I mean, but that's well, Arizona. That's Arizona. <laughs> that's Arizona. <laughs> that's literally um, Arizona. That's Arizona and Colorado Boulder. Similar. Arizona just somehow a little bit worse. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Arizona. So Sorry, I think Arizona. I think at least you know at least a thirty burger on. on so are you saying Oregon State wins by thirty? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Well, you know what? Predicting's hard. Predicting yeah. is hard. None of us are genies. 
We're just I, all college I students. Dress up as genie. Sports. I did dress up as a genie for Halloween. That is right. Yeah, I am not <laughs> slipping to the alter ego, Andres. Sorry. <laughs> My alter ego came out. Nonetheless, though, gentlemen, uh, yeah, I think we've covered just about everything. All right. Yeah. Make sure to root on for Oregon State sports this week and the week uh, weekend. <laughs> Have a safe weekend, everybody. That's right, guys. Was it week six now? Week six, yeah. Week six. Almost <laughs> trudging through the through the school year. This term is flying by. Make sure you check in next week for episode five. It's gonna be a good one. Woo. See you guys. Woo.